Hello and welcome to the Moncast, where we compare Pokemon and Digimon. I'm Stevie, and as always, I'm joined by Quinn. Hi. And May's taking a week off, so it'll be just us two today. That's true. So, the current score is 3-0 to Digimon, and this time we're discussing the four episodes. You never can tailor, and it came from the other side. We recommend watching the episodes before you listen any further, but you do you. And a big thank you to our fantastic patrons for supporting the show. If you join them, you'll gain early access to the uncut versions a week ahead of the edited version, and we're only two patrons away from monthly specials on films, games, TV specials, whatever else. So, please look. It's only $2 a month. So let's start off with You Never Can Taylor. Not a fan of Taylor. What? Ugh. As a design or as a, like, the, the one in this specific episode? They're just Spiro. They're not as harsh looking. It's fair. And they don't put May in the hospital, but I am, I am already tired of them just saying May is just girl Ash. Like, we, we did that story. Can we do a different one? We even have to have Brock along now, and that... Mm, mm. Yeah, Brock is back. There weren't any females for him to hit on, so we don't know yet how that'll be handled. Yeah, I was very glad he did not hit on May, but still, that's a low bar. She's a main girl, so she doesn't get hit on. But as soon as you're, like, in a profession, like you're a nurse or an officer, although not even that, like, he'll just... Any filler character with the breasts... He has a very low bar. He really does. He, he was fine in this, though. He he was. It was a surprisingly good Brock episode that I'm mad at purely because it means there will be more Brock episodes. He's here to travel. I don't know when he got Fortress. I assume his Panko evolves. Um, but I like that the first move it does is just explosion, which involves knocking itself out. That apparently was a, a running joke for the seasons that we missed. Oh, yeah. I already knew that Panko self-destructed a lot. During the, the, the special that we did we talked about how panko evolved it was a blur it's fair there was a lot there was a lot there so yeah brock's been added to be fair this is the first time i've had like four members of ash and co i've only ever had ash brock and misty so this is more people we just split misty into two people what stupid and small boy stupid and child instead of stupid child the child is very eager to learn though and very easy which i'm okay with i didn't particularly like may in this episode Probably why our May isn't here. It's just too embarrassing. By association of name. Well, yeah, obviously. I'm still not sure, like, what's going on with May. Like, she hasn't properly revealed why she's not into Pokemon yet. Or, like, why she's just not really engaging with it that much. Yeah, she seems to know a lot more than she did three episodes ago. But is just, instead of doesn't care about Pokemon, she's just really bad at Pokemon. Which is a... Much less interesting character development. Yeah, she's just, she's a pokey noob. It was very funny though, Torchic just running straight ahead and knocking itself out. It's true. It was so happy to be running. <sighs> Torchic was so good. Uh, I think it's kind of a combination of both. May doesn't know what she's doing and the start Pokemon doesn't know how to follow orders yet. Yeah, I will say at least they changed it so that Torchic isn't angry like Pikachu was. Yeah, Torchic's just kind of clueless. It's great. So happy. 
I do wish we'd seen which which Pokemon Brock has kept. Brock still wants to be a Pokemon breeder. I hope that comes up more than twice. It won't. But enjoy it while it lasts. I hope we get some episodes focusing on each of the characters' personal motives. I want stuff talker. Ash trying to be a Pokemon Master. May trying to be a, a contest winner. Brock trying to be a Pokemon breeder. And Max trying to be annoying. That's what I want. I want character-driven filler instead of just Pokemon of the Week. No, that I very much agree with. The ones that are about characters are always way better. I will give this episode some credit for all that it was not my favorite episode of Pokemon. I really did appreciate that for once Team Rocket just tried catching some Pokemon. They bribed them. If they had used Pokeballs, they'd, they'd, they'd be in, in good shape. Yeah, they just said, get in the Pokeball and we'll give you more food. That might have worked. Yeah, they could have even just sold those. Why do they call them sandwiches, though? Oh, so we are talking about that. Sandwiches. You'd already picked donuts. Why are they yummy sandwiches? They were jelly donuts, and now they are sandwiches. I think, and I I'm, I can't be certain, but I think they were weighing in on the Holy War and suggesting that jelly donuts are a sandwich. I'm trying to comprehend that statement. There's just so much weight behind it. Pokemon has decided that a jelly donut and a rice ball are both sandwiches. I mean, donuts are kind of shaped like bagels, so I kind of get that. And like the rice balls, they have like the, the very thin black wrap around them. Yeah, yeah, see? So maybe there is... That's what I'm saying. And then, as, as my friend pointed out, jelly donuts are really more of a calzone. Oh, don't make me hungry. Because <laughs> calzones are good. <laughs> We're so good at staying We on are topic. very good. So Brock. Brock sucks, but was okay today. He was on his best behavior. Also, he had new clothes, which was good. I noticed that Ash's like, shirt hoodie thing looks stupid. Yeah, it sure does. Just the fact that I don't know if it's a shirt or a hoodie says a lot. Yep. God, he looks like he's taking uh, advice from Original Adventure Matt. It looks like Ty's outfit. <laughs> More than that. It really does. I do miss when Ash would pull his hat backwards, though. I am going to check that right now. Well, while you're checking, I'll just say I'm really glad that he finally has a second Pokemon on his team. Yeah. Also, Pikachu got super nerfed. Hmm. Or Taylor got a massive buff. Something like that. Taylor are just not a big deal. But they all stay in the air despite being thunderbolted a million times and that being super effective. I can only guess that the first episode where Pikachu exploded might be a, a power nerf of sorts. Or it's like, Pikachu was sick, so now his electricity isn't as good. Something like that. And then, yeah, we're mostly just leaving it unexplained, which is fine. But you didn't need to nerf Pikachu. Yeah, Pikachu's losing a lot, though. Yeah, and we're just doing that because it's the beginning of the season and we... I don't know, you would have thought that if they're going to introduce May as the, the weaker character, it would be okay, but they also don't want Ash to, like, move aside at all. Ooh, I'm actually really looking forward to seeing May's first Pokemon capture now. I hope she gets more Pokemon. I'd like May to, to develop her own team. I'm sure that she will with time, but uh, yeah, I hope that she figures something out soon and then stops just being the joke. And no, Ash does not move his his hat uh, behind him when he throws the Pokeball. That's a shame. It was cool when he did that. You know, they got to the point where the stock footage was just being used so lazily, I'm glad that they changed it, because they'd, they'd have the hat magically be back forward again after he threw it. 
That's just funny. Yeah, it was. It got funnier the more Pokemon he needed to throw out in a particular battle. Where it's just like, how many times have you moved your hat back behind you, then off screen had to move it forward again so that you could turn it around dramatically again? At least we know that Ash's hat is a hat. Does Max actually need glasses, though? Mmm, that's a good question. We should use them as a tool on separate occasions and see what they do. We could do the old 90s thing and have him start a fire with his glasses. That sounds dangerous, but cool. I really doubt it actually works, but I can't say I've ever actually tried. You mean, like, shining sunlight through it? Yes. Ah, I thought you meant, like, getting, I don't know, the, what do you call them? The bits that go behind the ears. Oh, the band. Yeah, getting those and, like, rubbing them together to start a fire. That's amazing, I love it. Okay, as always, just shout out to Team Rocket for being the best. They're great. They're so good. I I just like that they were spying on them at the start and just waiting, and that they were also so casually blasted off by Pikachu. Right, after Pikachu has spent so long getting just completely owned. It's just funny. It's, just, it's very self-aware how they're just like, yeah, we know that they're going to win, so we'll just skip through this fight so we can have a bit more episodes. I appreciated Meowth's joke about what's wrong with being born in a barn. What is wrong with being born in a barn? Meowth is just always the best character. Honestly, I think I think I've said pretty much everything, um, except that I, I do kind of really like Taylor. They're so tough. They just want to fight. Okay, so I, I thought Taylor did well in this episode, but... Generally speaking, I in much the same way that I don't need 12 kinds of Radata, I don't need 12 kinds of uh, Pidgey and Spearow. Yeah, but I'm just glad that Ash has something else on his team now. You always get the bird of the generation, and I think Taylor's a decent one. It's kind of cute. It's better than Noctowl and and Hootoot. I can't remember if there was another one in Gen 2, but that's fine, because we're talking about Hoenn. Yeah. So, was this episode filler or not filler? I guess not, because Brock happened. And I wish that wasn't true, but it wasn't filler. It wasn't filler. Ash has his first catch. It's a burb. I like burbs. Is burb. And Brock strikes back. And it should be Return of the Brock, really. <laughs> but that was the third Star Wars. Although we're into the third series. Yeah, Return of the Brock. Um, I enjoyed this. I thought it was fun. It gave me quite a few Digimon vibes with the food stuff. I enjoyed it. Some of the comedy was fun. Yeah. I like this group for the, the light-hearted comedy so far. It will undoubtedly just plummet as soon as Brock sees a woman. But I'm hoping apart from that, the rest of the Ash and Co. will be good. Let's talk about It Came From The Other Side. This is a surprisingly confusing episode. A little bit. There was a lot of flashing back to then flash forward to then flashback. I mean, I've followed it well enough, but I have seen it before. I dig the vibe. I just appreciate that there's a Digimon game in black and white with graphics that good. Well, and then, like, I'm unclear on whether or not Henry actually was just getting a video of the digital world and that was the game, or did only he see that? I don't know. It seemed like he had very small influences over Terriamon. Things that were really happening. Just with the Digimodify cards. But I don't know if it just, if the game glitched out or something. 
and he somehow ended up tuned into the digital world instead of just this game about Digimon. So that's my question, really, and it's one that I think we get sort of conflicting answers to at various points in the canon, because on the one hand, there is clearly a company out there that knows about Digimon, knows about the various species of Digimon, and either are creating those species themselves, or are just making cards out of species they know exist, either of which is weird. And then later it's like, well, the monster makers had no idea that Digimon were, you know, actually real. It's strange. It's strange, and I'm I'm here for it. I wish that it paid off a little better. Yeah. I think the strangest thing is just that Henry sees his game bugging out and goes, oh, there must be an alternate reality where this is happening. Yeah, although I probably would have at least hoped that was true at his age. But you wouldn't assume that was the case. <laughs> That's fair. Just like when I see a ragdoll fly off into the sky, I'm like, oh, this has been an alternate reality where gravity's failed them. This is obviously happening. That's certainly the universe I want to live in. I've been playing Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, Samurai Slash Slash. That, that's the game. I only heard Samurai Slash, and I thought you were playing, you know, Samurai Slash Fiction, which would be kind of great if that were a AAA game. Yeah, getting back to the, the Japanese thing we're trying to talk about. I don't know where to start. This, this episode goes so all over the place. I've just got so many random things noted down. Jumping to the beginning, I forgot that Gargamon had trouble de-digivolving. That will continue to be a thing for a bit. For a little bit. I don't know why it happened. It's not really explained, but I guess the kids don't really know what they're doing, so it makes sense. Yeah, it's basically something along the lines of the Digimon have to figure out how to get rid of the excess power they used to evolve, and then after we get to the first Deva and the blue cards, we just stop caring about that. I don't know, they got better at it. There's quite a few things that hand-waved as well. Just like all the, the Digimodify cards in battle, where it's like, why don't you just use the same one a million times? Yeah, Takato kind of made it sound like after he uses one, it's just done. You can't ever play that card again, which is weird. That's the impression I got as well. And that said, I would be curious to see if someone who has played the card game extensively can come in and tell us if they use them anything even slightly like the way you do in the card game especially our training deals from the end of this episode the training bands yeah like i'm I'm, i was into the way they used that i was into the tactics of it but seriously is that a mechanic in the card game because that sounds awesome yeah just like crippling yourself so that you can then pass it on to someone else yeah like that that would be cool i'd play that sounds like it's a blue deck thing Magic the Gathering, based on my limited experience with Magic the Gathering. Same, same. Anyway. One thing I'm not sure about is why Takao's bathwater was green. That's just a weird Japanese thing. They make the water opaque and green, and that way it's not creepy that you're seeing a child in the bathtub. But wouldn't blue work? I'm thinking it's something to do with the word for the sea in Japanese traditionally being green, and that goes back to a weird cultural anthropology thing that... would really be a very different podcast if we talked about that. My nerves are just so random. The next thing that's listed is, I remember being a kid and running around. Glad I don't do that anymore. Because <laughs> Scarlet and Henry do a lot of running. They do a lot of running. That being said, I should do more running. It's good for you, but it's also exhausting and I get sweaty and I'm generally unfit. Fair enough. But yeah, they were just chased by a cloud. Um, I don't know how they knew what digital fields were. Henry has been doing this a while. I assume that he's just figured a few things out. I assume he always runs from them, but, you know, if Ruki 
has seen a bunch of these too. He's probably at least become aware of them. The real question is why no one else is. Yeah, why does no one else point out the massive fog cloud chasing these kids? Oh, well, fog clouds are weird. It's also kind of weird just how long the battle goes on. Yeah, it's a very battle-heavy episode for something that they were trying to do, like, weird PTSD flashbacks with. And I enjoyed both, but it's a weird combination. <laughs> and then we're basically just never going to talk about Gorimon again, which is a weird choice. The battle takes so long because so much of it's spent with Henry just being indecisive and reflecting back on the video game. And they don't resolve that at all. They find a workaround between evolving and not evolving and like just kind of kick the issue down the road because there's always going to be another fight. It's also not really made clear why exactly Henry doesn't want Terriamon to take the data. He feels like murder. Yeah, but it's like, it's, it's you don't know... <laughs> If the Digimon's going to return to the digital world anyway, you're just kind of hoping. That's true. They don't ever say explicitly, but I I think you are supposed to assume that he will be because of that. But this is, I think, maybe the only time we don't see an enemy not get loaded and ever be talked about again. Because then, you know, they sort of contrast that later when important characters do get loaded and they cannot come back ever. So... I'm assuming that's they're trying to break away from the adventure universe and be like, yeah, we Digimon don't get born that way anymore because everything just eats everything. But I don't know. You'd have to ask. There's a lot of stuff that's just sort of left unanswered. There is a website, and I'm going to see if I can find the link real quick, um, but it's by the guy who made uh, Tamers, and he has this very 1990s website where he answers a bunch of interview questions about the series, and it was pretty interesting. Probably heard of that before. And probably around the time I was watching Serial Experiments Lane, if anything. Uh, that's where I found out about Lane. I think Lane was like the first anime I really watched all the way through. So, it was a weird gateway anime. I'm not including Digimon. Like, Digimon was more kids' show than anime. Well, yeah. Although, it was definitely Lane for kids, like, explicitly. Okay. Honestly, I, I'm just, I am happy that we've had an episode that's not focused on Takato, though. This was heavily Henry focused. I think the dub really did a lot to cut out most of the meaning from this episode, which is unfortunate. Yeah, there's just a lot of conflicting like messages. It's not really clear where Henry's stance is coming from, or even like what his stance is. Like, is fighting okay as long as you don't absorb, or is fighting just all around wrong? Is fighting only okay if you don't digivolve, because digivolving is where you start getting too destructive and it, running on instincts. We don't know. There's a lot of different things, and it doesn't really put a pin in any of them. Yeah, which is probably intentional. Um, I think they are trying to encourage children to think about the nature of things rather than just be told an answer. But I'm an adult, and I don't have time to think about things. Well, that's a whole mood. I have only one more thing to mention. That's just that Terriamon's sass is just so good <sighs> at all times. It's really good, and yet still super weird that, I don't know, Terriamon is just extremely chill about potentially murdering people. <laughs> and just, just moment high. Yeah, it's sort of in Digimon's nature to battle, I guess, is the whole thing. He's also a Terrier, and Terriers fight. It do be that way. It do be. Okay, do you have anything else you want to mention about this episode? The training bands were weirdly bondagey. A little bit. That's all I got. That was weird. They also expanded rather easily to accommodate Gorillamon size, but that's just Digimon stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's just magic. It's fine. 
Gorilla Mummy is a pretty cool sound though. Just let's get a gorilla and now its arm is a cannon. <laughs> what if we gave it a gun? We'll chop its hand off. Now it's a gun. You did it. Monster design. It's Megorilla Man. And then you go and get Gargoyle. She's like, what if we did a big rabbit? Gave it pants and guns. Boom. Monster design. God, now that I've made that pun, I can't stop thinking about what if Mega Man was a gorilla. Maybe he is. Could be. Could be. So was this episode filler or not filler? I, I'm going to go with not filler. It was only for character development stuff, but I think it was important. It, it does go into the, like how Henry got Terry Amon, which is he got too invested in the video game and it became real. He brought his waifu to laifu. <laughs> I would like to see the alternate universe where he did pick Gorimon. Ah, uh, he just has giant, giant monkey on his team. That'd be kind of great. And he's like, no, Gorillamon, don't fight. And Gorillamon's just like, ooh, because <laughs> he's gorilla. Yeah, you should draw that. But Henry and Gorillamon. Yeah. I feel like Henry would be standing, like, underneath the cannon, just, like, over his head. Like a hat. That's what I mean. So he's like, the cannon is over his head like a hat. That's how I picture it. Fair enough. So yeah, it's not filler, since it does at least attempt to give us a a backstory, even if it goes a bit all over the place. Even in the Japanese, they're a little vague with it, but this, I felt like, even tried to distract from the fact that this got kind of dark, with just so many jokes. Some of which were funny, but really not appropriate to the subject. Just the idea that every Digimon game you played, the Digimon are real and they're actually dying. Yeah, like they're they're trying to tell children this. It's kind of terrible, but I'm here for it. It's like, but what if it's real? It's like that all of a sudden Grand Theft Auto becomes a lot less fun. Uh-huh. And now you've just written the plot of like one in three isekais. I think overall it was still a net good episode. Yeah, no, I'm I'm very here for it. I like the atmosphere that we got. Even if it did sort of lose its footing in places, I think it was good overall, and it was just nice to have an episode that wasn't Takato, Takato, Takato. Maybe we'll get a, a Rika episode soon. I think next time might be Rika evolving. That would be interesting, seeing as Renamon's the Digimon. Hey, you know what? It worked in Frontier. Mano a mano, where we attempt to compare these episodes. And so let's start off with general comparisons. The Pokemon episode was very Digimon-y. It kind of was. It didn't do an amazing job of it, but it sure tried, and I appreciated it. Yeah, like, there wasn't the same sort of concern of, oh god, we're going to starve to death as you get an adventure. But there's sort of the trouble with, like, being too hungry to fight and things like that came up. And that was very Digimon. And just the joking about food and things like that reminds me a lot of those early adventure episodes, especially. It's nice. It's a good vibe. Yeah, I was there for it. Right up until Brock showed up. We don't really get the same sort of surprise return characters in Digimon. So like, imagine if Ty steps in and Tamus. I mean, it'd be cool, but you don't expect it. Whereas Pokemon's just like, oh, Brock's back. He left for three episodes. He's just doing Misty Dirty. He also abandoned half his Pokemon back in Kanto. Yeah, well, you know, he went home to check on things and everything was fine. So he ditched off his team and came straight away. He sure left his family behind. Again. I'm glad his dad from the clips is doing a good job. That's true. Hermit dad. Good dad. Apparently. He did a nice job. Next, we have to pick our Mon of the Week. Uh, I'm pretty conflicted between Taylor and Terriamon. I think I'm leaning Terriamon. Taylor was good, had some personality. I hope some of that will stay. But, yeah, Terriamon just had more. More going on, I think. Well, the spirit of May says Terriamon. So I think Terriamon's got it again. 
Yeah, Terrymon's hard to beat. He's just so sassy. He's so much sass. He just has too much personality to beat, really, at the moment. Like, Gilmon comes close. Sometimes, yeah. And will, I think, win on several occasions, but your bread and butter is always going to be Terrymon. Yeah, for now, Terrymon is too good. Okay, well, Yumon of the week. For me, it's Henry. Yeah, he was just such a good boy. He was. Focus of the Digimon episode and Pokemon didn't really have any standout characters. Uh, it's a lot more of an ensemble thing. Whether or not it made sense, he's a kid who saw a video game character die and started crying because he thought it was real, and that's adorable. His bunny was blown up by a gorilla. True. That's traumatizing. He wanted to protect him. Henry protect. He also no attack. Yeah, he preferred not to attack. And Maze picks Brock for Yumon of the Week. Wow, what the hell, May? Interesting. I can only guess that they want to reward Brock for not being a perf for a single episode. God, that's a low bar. Sadly, May is not here to try and guess to change our minds. Henry gets it this time. He's a good Henry. So Henry and Terriamon, as a duo, taking home the Yumon and Mon of the Week awards. I mean, they should. It was their episode. It was, and they did good. They did good. And now we have the scores on the doors. Start with Pokemon. I gave it an 8, just because I thought it was a pretty damn good episode, and I enjoyed it. What are you thinking? I'm going to say a 7. It was entertaining. It was fine. Would have been better without Brock. The prospect of more Brock isn't a great one. At least it'll be nicer, nicer, nicely animated. That's the word I'm using. We animated the sexual harassment in much higher fidelity. No, when you say it like that, <laughs> moving on, the spirit of May has given Pokemon a 4 out of 10. So May clearly did not care for it that much. And clearly. So that's an 8, 7, and a 4. It's like, that's 19. Well, moving on to Digimon. Um, I just gave it an 8 as well, because honestly I, I didn't have a preference rise for these. I can agree with an 8, and we're not doing halves, so I'd give it an 8.5. Yeah, no halves allowed, so that's two 8s. And the Spirit of May gave Digimon an 8, resounding 8s all round. Now, you're not going to believe this, but that does mean that Digimon's won again. I am very shocked. What a surprise. 24 to 19, which means it's now 4-0 to Digimon overall. Digimon's in its element. It'll go downhill from here, though. We will see. But Digimon's had a, a strong start. It definitely has. And I think some of our natural bias may be leaking in. Although Pokemon's just... Pokemon's been kind of average so far. It shows promise. So far it's not done anything too special. Uh, it's just been kind of fun to watch. And that's about as much as you can expect from Pokemon on a, an average day. Next time, we'll be discussing the fifth episodes. In the Nicker of Time, that's the actual title, and Dream a Little Dream. If you want to talk about today's episodes, you can reach us on Twitter, via email, and in the Moncast Discord, and you can support the show via Patreon, being access to the Moncast Uncut. As always, a big thank you to our patrons for supporting our episodes. So thank you to Cheesite236, Nicholas, and Keith, our third patron. Woo! Woo! Two more. I want to do specials. Do want to do specials. Because I love editing. It'll be worth it. Of course, a massive thank you to Quinn and the Spirit of May for joining me today. Where can the people find you? You can't. Boo. And the Ghost of May is on the Ghost of Lost Translation one. And where you can find us covering Digimon Adventure Colon 2020 as well. Because me and Quinn are over there, so give those a listen. It's fun. It is good. All the links are in the show notes. 
Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, bye bye. Bye. I love when Discord cuts out and I just say bye. We're very clever. Geniuses. I mean, I'm I'm smart enough to get a job based off of this podcast somehow. So, hey, you know what? That's awesome. Also, what? What you you didn't know that I'm working in radio? I had heard you say something about radio shows. I did not realize that it was a job. I just thought you were doing like a community radio thingy. Huh? I used to do that. I for- I forgot to mention that. Then I've been working in I like. I thought you worked retail still. No, <laughs> I was unemployed for like eighteen months. <laughs> yeah, I knew that. I guess I just didn't know what job you actually had now. No, so good, I, yay, money. Yeah, I'd be doing thirty hours a week as a radio station assistant. That's on, awesome on living wage. So I'm earning about the same as I got doing four to five hours in a call center. Hell yeah, that sounds a lot better. It's very good. And yeah, I'm somehow still doing this podcast every week on top. So well, you know, the podcast is fun. It is fun. The editing is time consuming. Which is like That's the fair. only downside. But I try and make that fun as well. Anyway, <laughs> the tangents. But... Now it's time for Mono A Mono, where we attempt to compare these episodes. Also, later in this series, trivial... where humans evolve into Digimon. What? Sorry. What are you saying? <laughs> I said also later in this season when humans turn into Digimon. Yeah. <laughs> that, that just came up in like the middle of my Mono A Mono intro. There was yep, just some yep. line. I just, you know, needed to interrupt you. Apparently so. It was like it right at the that end way. of the Monoway Mono intro as well. Just like, well, I wasn't so going to wait. <laughs> Potamon says, thank you for listening to the Moncast. Bye-bye.